Amen. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you for this awesome time. We thank you for the privilege we have of being able to come together to study and fellowship around your word. I make it known that I'm not trusting or depending on my limited human abilities to minister to these, your people. But I'm trusting on you, Holy Spirit, because you are the most qualified teacher. Therefore, I submit myself to you that you may speak through my mouth, through every heart, removing fear and confusion. I thank you for supernatural recall of the scriptures, and I believe that your word will flow accurately with power and authority, undistracted and hindered by any demonic force in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for this privilege I have of being a servant as I serve your family with this word that changes lives, and everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. All right, let's stretch our hands to, Mangi, you want to come back? Let's stretch our hands to the offering, and let's say this together. Father God. Thank you that you always give seed to the sower. I declare that this money will be used wisely by the guidance of the Holy Spirit for the sake of the gospel. Because of my giving, many are coming to Jesus. Because of my giving, Many are going to heaven. I receive every harvest due to me because of my giving. And devil, take your hands off my harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Look at someone next to you and say, I'm ready to receive the word of God. If you don't have anyone next to you, then talk to the one behind you. If you don't want to have anyone behind you, then talk to the one on top of you. If you don't want to have anyone on top of you, then I feel sorry for you. I want to talk about, if you want, uh, a title to the message is uh, The Rewards of Loyalty. The Rewards of Loyalty. Praise God. Now open your Bible with me to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles, chapter 16. Many businesses today, they offer their clients rewards for a number of reasons. It's good to see Alina in the house. Hello, Alina. How are you doing? Awesome. Everybody say hi, Alina. Good to see you. You look nice in this church. Tell them, say you look nice in this church. You see, you got to have the skill of recruiting, you see. So when you make people feel good by being here, you know, they'll want to come and be here. <laughs> Alina, uh, we fellowship together at uh, CFC uh, and her husband as well. So we come a long, long way. We know each other for many, many years. I'm the one actually that zamad her with my friend to marry her, you know. 
So she owes me, you know, because So stick around me, close arm. All right. <laughs> Sandy, what's wrong? Why are you coughing so hard? <laughs> now, where were we before Elena disturbed us? Um, yes, we're talking about uh, how business is rewards. I mean, business rewards people for, uh, for different things. They rewards people for being faithful customers. They reward people, you know, you know, for the fact that they keep shopping there and stuff like that. So, uh, and the reason for rewarding is, I believe, to motivate them and encourage them to continue doing the same. So if you think about um, SAA, you know, uh, uh, South African uh, Airlines, uh, if they reward you, probably you're going to have some uh, preferential seats, uh, maybe go on first class or, you know, they will keep sending their promotions and give you good discounts and stuff like that just because you are a faithful client. Amen? Now, do you know that God has a reward plan for his children? God also rewards his children. So I want to talk about what positions one for God's rewards. What positions one for God's rewards. In fact, I, I feel like changing the, the message and saying, um, uh, positioning yourself for God's rewards. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 16, look at verse number 9. The Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. But don't forget about that. Let's focus on point, uh, um, point A of the scripture. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. How does God want to show himself? To show himself strong to who? On behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Now think about it. So in other words, the eyes of God are searching. It says they are going to and fro. The eyes of the Lord are searching. What is God looking for? It says here, he's looking for those whose heart is loyal to him. So if God has to look for loyal hearts, that means that not every heart is loyal to God. Not every heart that says, I am loyal to God, is actually loyal to God. That's why God is looking for what? For loyal people, loyalty. There's a scripture also that talks about how God looks for true worshipers, amen? That God looks for those that will worship him in how? In spirit and in truth. But he's not only just looking for those that will worship him that way, he's looking for those that will be loyal in worshiping him in spirit and in truth. So if God is looking for loyal people, if God's eyes are searching for loyal people, will you be the person that God finds? Will you be the loyal person that God will find if God is looking for loyal people? He says he's looking for loyal people that he may show himself how strong to them. I wonder how strong is God strong? 
If the Bible says God wants to show himself strong to faithful people, I wonder how that strong looks like. How does it look like? I believe it looks like favor. I believe it looks like peace. I believe it looks like provision. I believe it looks like uh, uh, grace. I believe it looks like healing. I believe it looks like deliverance. I believe God wants to show himself strong to his loyal people so that they may have no need whatsoever in their lives, that they live life fulfilled because goodness and mercy follows them all the days of their lives. I believe it looks like having no worries. You know that some rich people have a lot of worries in their lives? God wants us to have riches with no sorrow because there's no point of being rich and having a lot of sorrow. God wants us to be rich and healthy. There's no point in being rich and spending all your riches trying to get health. God wants us to be rich and have joy. Hello, and have peace that surpasses all understanding. What's the point of having all the riches? But you have no peace. You have no peace. That's what God wants us to have. The Bible says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God wants to show his goodness to us. He wants to show his mercy to us. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. So in other words, when I look beside me, there must be goodness. When I look on the other side, there must be mercy. Goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. Some people, what follows them all their life is stress, worry, fear. Hello? That's not how God wants us to live. You can't be a child of God and be so filled with hatred and fear and worry, sad, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God wants you to experience fullness of joy. And what is joy? Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. If joy is a fruit of the Spirit, then what is the seed? Because wherever there's fruit, there must have been a seed. The word of God is the seed. So when we plant the word of God as seed in our hearts, it will produce a harvest called joy. Proverbs 2 verse 8. Proverbs 2 verse number Is it 2 or 22? Someone says, you're the one who wrote. What did you guys say? I'm the one that wrote. I want to give you some few scriptures on um, what we're talking about. Amen? Okay, leave, leave Proverbs 2 verse 8. Let's go to Proverbs 15 verse 29. Proverbs 15, verse 29. Look at what it says here. Proverbs what? 15, verse 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. 
Or you can say he has the prayers of those that are loyal. Other translations say those that are loyal. He is far from the wicked, but he has the prayers of the loyal. Proverbs 13, 21. Proverbs 13, 21. It says here, evil pursues sinners, but to the loyal or to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Good shall be repaid. Proverbs 15, 6. In the house of the loyal or in the house of the righteous, there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. Proverbs 20, verse 7. The loyal man, the righteous man, works in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Say this to me. Say, my loyalty will affect my children. Amen? Your children will reap the rewards of your loyalty. God wants you to be loyal to a point that even your children are blessed by it. Amen, family? Did you know that your loyalty is seed? Say this to me. Say, my loyalty is seed. Then what is the word loyal? What does the word loyal mean? It means unsavoring in all allegiance, giving and showing firm and constant support. Giving and showing firm and constant what? Support. So your support is constant. It's consistent. To be loyal means faithful to a person or faithful to a cause or to an institution, or to a product. Other words that are the same as the word loyal is faithfulness. It means true. It means devoted, like Pastor Homoto's church, devoted church. It's talking about what? Loyalty. Constant. Dependable. Reliable. Dedicated. Trustworthy, unchanging, unwavering. That's what the word loyal is. Unwavering, unchanging. How many of such words do we find in today's people? People today are not loyal. People today, they change all the time. They say, we are with you today and tomorrow they are no more. People are not consistent. They are loving today, tomorrow they are full of hate. They walk with you today, tomorrow you are an enemy. People are not loyal. We're not loyal today. And if we are not loyal, then God cannot reward us because God rewards what? Loyalty. Remember, his eyes are going to and fro looking for loyal people. God is constantly looking for what? Loyal people, Proverbs 3, verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Remember, loyalty also means what? Truthful. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. 
Write them on the tablet of your heart. So God says, let not loyalty forsake you. Be loyal. Bind it around your heart, your neck. Loyalty. Loyalty brings favor with God and it brings favor with people. You'll be wondering why people are so good to you, why people want to bless you. It's a reward of your loyalty. It's a reward of your loyalty. When you are loyal, loyalty brings favor with men and loyalty brings favor with God. God's favor will be upon you because of your loyalty. Hello? When you say, I'm serving in a church, do that, serve. When you say, I will be on time, be there on time. Loyalty brings rewards. Proverbs 21, verse 21. You know that the Proverbs is the book of wisdom? So there's wisdom in here, amen? Proverbs 21, verse 21. He who follows righteousness or loyalty and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. God will honor the loyal. Is that sound in the church or outside the church? Are you sure? Sounds like it's somewhere close to me. The Bible says, he who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. God honors those that are loyal. The Bible says, a faithful person, who can find? A faithful person, a loyal person who can find. So loyal people are rare. Loyal people are few. Our movies today have no loyalty in them. Characters, the, the people we celebrate in movies, there's no loyalty. Loyalty is not celebrated in today's life. We celebrate people that are full of everything else but loyalty. Are you loyal? Are you loyal? Pastor Linda, are you loyal? You know, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of um, people, you know, in this seven years of ministry that um, have um, said to me, Pastor Abby, Wherever you go, I go. Who's that lady? Is it Ruth uh, and Naomi? Is it Ruth and Naomi? Wherever you go, I go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Your enemies will be my enemies. They say, Pastor Abby, I'm going far places with you. I will never leave you. And as soon as they're not happy with something, they know where to be found. Now, when you are loyal, your loyalty is not only when you agree with what's happening around you. You are loyal even when you do not agree. I'm so grateful of the people that God has actually blessed me with, especially in this church, that have walked this walk with me for a very long time. And they've been loyal, not because I'm perfect, no. They've been loyal even in my wrong choices. They've been loyal even in my mistakes. 
I promise you, God rewards that. God shows favor for that. You know some things you don't have to pray for. Just align yourself with, with scripture. Just align yourself with principles. And, 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 and what God promises in obedience to scripture and principles will come upon your life. You know, sometimes the reason why our prayers are not answered is because we pray one thing, but our lives are not aligned with what we say in prayer. God says, but I can't do that because you're not faithful. I can't do that because you're not loyal. Hello? You're not loyal. But we want God to do things in our life which are a result of loyalty, and we want God to bless us, yet we are not loyal. We are not faithful. We cannot be trusted. We can't commit to anything. Even when we commit, we will never, we never commit with the intention of really doing what we say. We commit for the sake of saying the word. But our hearts are far from what we say. And yet we expect to see God's favor. We, support, we expect to see God's promotion. God promotes loyalty. God promotes loyal people. The Bible says if you are faithful with the little, God will make you ruler over much. If you are faithful, if you are loyal with little, God will make you ruler over much. Lord, everyone is getting promotions. Why am I not getting a promotion? Maybe it's because you're not loyal. Maybe it's because you're not faithful. Maybe it's because you cannot be trusted. Maybe it's because you say things that you don't mean. Hello? Are we together, family? He who pursues, the scripture says, he who pursues, meaning he who chases after loyalty. And another translation says, he who pursues. Here it says, he who follows loyalty. In other translation says, he who pursues, he who chases after it. They want to make sure that they are loyal. They want to make sure that they are faithful. They want to make sure that they've got the character. And loyalty is God's character. You know, God, God is a God of integrity. He's a loyal God. God will do exactly what he said he will do. And he's created us to be, to be according to his image and likeness. Amen? So we're supposed to be loyal like he is. Go to Proverbs 28, verse 20. Proverbs 28, verse 20. A faithful man or a loyal man will abound with blessing. The word abound means increase. He will what? Increase with what? Blessings. Who? Who will increase with blessings? A faithful man, a loyal man. Or you can say a faithful woman. And a loyal woman will do what? Will increase in blessings. But he who hastens to be rich will not go and what? Punish. Will not go and punish. In, this, in my Bible says, oh, it's the same thing, it's the same translation. A faithful man will abound in blessings. Do you want to grow in blessings? How many of you guys want to grow in blessings? How many of you guys want to grow in God's blessings? Can I see? 
then the Bible says you must be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful even when those that you are faithful to are not. Let not your faithfulness be dependent on what others are doing. You know, a lot of people, they stop being loyal and they stop being faithful because whoever they are faithful or loyal to is not faithful. So they stop their faithfulness. Now, if anyone has the power to stop your faithfulness, you are never a faithful person because if I am a faithful person, I will be faithful regardless of what you do. My faithfulness is not determined by your unfaithfulness. My faithfulness is a decision that I've made, is a life that I live, and I live it regardless of who is faithful or not. I do not depend on your faithfulness to be faithful. You see, in a marriage where a husband, a husband or a wife says, oh, 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 you cheated, I'm going to show you that I can cheat. Then that's who you are, a cheater. No, but why do you have a right to cheat and I don't have a cheat? I'm going to cheat because you cheat. No, why must I be like someone else? Just because they are that way, why must I be that way? Hello? Oh, just because the leader is not on time, I'm not going to be on time. Then how can you be trusted when you live life like that? God can't trust you. God cannot promote you because your life is dependent on what other people do. Make up your mind that you're going to be this person and be that person regardless of who does what. Make up your mind that I'm going to be faithful. Make up your mind that I'm going to be loyal. Make up your mind that I'm going to be truthful. Make up your mind that I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be committed even though you are the only one who is. Hello? Why must you be like the crowd? Why must you be the same as everybody else? Say, I'm different. I'm loyal. Do you agree with me? Or you guys go like, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. We're living in the world where people are according to how others are. Think about it. People are according to how others are. I can't miss it <laughs> you should see Pastor Linda and Pastor Nkwede smiles from where I am. Praise God. I wrote here, there are some blessings that will never come unless we are loyal and faithful. There are blessings that we can pray for, fast for, until we are blue on our face, and they will never come until we are loyal and faithful. There are some blessings that are only unlocked by our loyalty and our faithfulness. Even in the world, companies reward loyalty. Am I right, sir? Companies recognize loyalty. You know, some people, when they resign in their job, Bosses go like, can I help you pack? You know? Some, when they resign in their work, bosses are like, no, what can we do to keep you? Do you want more money? What, do you want more free time? Do you want more support? What do you want? What can we do to keep you? Who, which, which kind are you? 
Are you the kind that when you leave your job, the bus goes like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Hello. Why? Because some people, wherever they are, MJ, there is all sorts of things. Nothing goes wrong wherever they are. I mean, right. Nothing goes right. We want to make sure that wherever we are, we add value, right? Wherever we are, we make a difference. Wherever we are, we leave a mark. If you leave a company, they must be able to talk to those that are coming after you. There used to be someone in this position who used to do one, two, three. Someone must find it hard to fit in your shoes. They must find it hard. They must find it hard to replace you. Hello? So in other words, whatever that you do, the Bible says, do it with all your might. Whatever that you do, do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord. Serve. Work as if you are saving God. Because you are actually saving God. But if your mind is that, no, I'm saving my boss, then you are short-sighted. Because promotion does not come from your boss. It comes from God. It may, God may use your boss to promote you, but he's the one who gives you the promotion. So wherever you, even though when they are un, unkind to you, when they, are, they, when they are unfair to you, when they are not really treating you well, just be faithful. Just be faithful. My wife this week was telling me about an incident that happened at the work that made her cry. I'm like, why didn't you phone me? Why didn't you phone me? Why didn't you phone me? So she had an incident with, with one of, um, you know, this unappreciative people that we find ourselves working with in our jobs sometimes who do not appreciate and, and, and they made a cry. So even in times like that where they make you cry, be faithful. Be faithful. Remember, just be faithful. Be faithful. God promotes faithfulness. Amen, family? I can tell you many stories. Many, many stories of how I felt so unfairly done. In fact, I think there's a place where I talk about that. So let me not get... Let me not get ahead of myself. <clears throat> Proverbs 20, verse 6. Proverbs 20, verse 6. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The Bible says, who can find a loyal man or a loyal woman? Loyal people are hard to find. We're living in the world where people quit very easily, a quitting society. If they don't feel like it anymore, they quit. If it gets tough, they quit. Hello? If it gets boring, they quit. If they feel like the person is no longer entertaining them anymore, they change churches. A quitting society, they quit all the time. Their minds are always after quitting. They're thinking of ways of quitting. But God wants us to persevere. God wants us to continue. God wants us to continue being faithful and committed to the end. 
<laughs> Amen, family? We should have faithfulness, a faithful and a loyal spirit in us. Daniel had it. Daniel had it. Even when he was th thrown in the lion's den, he had a different spirit. We have a lot of characters in the Bible of men and women of God that had loyalty, that were loyal. The Apostle Paul says, God put him into ministry because of his faithfulness. It's in the book of Timothy. That's what the Apostle says. God put him in ministry because of his faithfulness. Not because of his perfection, but because of his what? Faithfulness. I think so about myself, too. I find it hard to find reasons why God has called me into ministry, but there's one thing that I can find. Loyalty, faithfulness. Faithfulness. I'm a man of weaknesses and mistakes, but one thing I can tell you, faithful. Now, I had plenty of reasons to be unfaithful to God. I had plenty of reasons to be unfaithful to those that God has uh, placed as authority over me. I had plenty of reasons to be unfaithful. But because I've been taught well, I could not help myself but be faithful. Be faithful even when I felt that I was unfaithfully done. Being faithful even when those that I expected to be faithful to me were not faithful. Being faithful even where I, was, I felt unfairly dealt with. Being faithful even when it was not favorable. It's easy to be faithful when the sun is shining. It's easy to be faithful when things are going well. But how about when things go wrong or go the way you don't like or you did not expect? Will you still be faithful? How about if I upset you here in church and I make you so angry? Will you still come to church next week? Being angry, will you still come to church? Few, most people won't. Hello? Most people will not. They will still walk with you as long as they are happy with you. How many of you guys have, have been unhappy with me and you're still here? Can I see the church? Is there anyone that has been unhappy with me? <laughs> oh, oh, really? Manana? Huh? 30? Huh? You've been unhappy? You are kidding. Mercedes Benz? Hmm? Tall one. I saw your hand. You've been unhappy with me. And you're still here. Bless you. Monkeys. Monkeys says he's been unhappy. Okay. Unhappy, I think there's an understatement. How many of you guys here have been angry? Angry with the pastor, Stan. <laughs> You've been angry. I don't know if you guys have been angry with me and you're still here. Mongas, you've been angry. Sandy, I said you've been angry with me. For what? I thought me and you were like this. Huh? Tops, you've never been angry with me. <laughs> Feeling like I'm going to bumble on this Hello? Are you with me? Now, now, don't get me wrong. 
there are, there are reasons that are right to disconnect. All right? I'm not saying there's never a time to disconnect. There are times where it's best to disconnect. Are you with me? I mean, you know your heart. You check your heart. But I'm talking about, you know, disconnecting for reasons, really, that are minor, things that can be changed, or just being that spoiled child who always wants what they want. Like when Tehila, she does not get what she wants, she gives me a face, and I said, if I see that face again, and then she gives me a smile. <laughs> I'm not up with our children today. When you, they don't get what they, what, they, what they want, they give you that, that face. Huh? Hello? As if that face will make me change my mind. That face actually encourages me to continue refusing. So I'm trying to get her to understand that, that the more you give me that face, the more I won't do it. Hello? But, but they're trying to guilt trip us. Ne? To guilt trip. Hmm? Now I see now, Taylor's getting clever now. There's, there's a softie in the house now. You know, so... <laughs> So I need to put some certain rules so that, you know, I protect the softie, you know. Now the softie wants to go to, to make me soft as well. Yesterday, she's like, I, 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 th I think that's a bit harsh. You don't have to say it like that. Okay, softie, how do you want me to say it? Want me to say it like you? So there's two of us in the house now. <laughs> she didn't appreciate the way I spoke to Tehila. Bless her soft heart. Praise God. Amen. We need a balance, right? There's a time to be harsh and there's a time to be soft. And God, I think he felt like, no, no, no. This one, I need to show them how to be a bit soft. And she brought me a softie. Soft like stay soft. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, let's go to Second Timothy, chapter number four. Am I doing well with time, sir? Yeah, I made a, a promise to Pastor Nkiwane that I'll be on time. He was, yo, the man got excited. He was jumping all over the place. I'm like, how are you excited that church is going to come out early? And no, it's not like that, Mfundis. Second Timothy, chapter four, verse seven. Listen to what Apostle Paul says. Apostle Paul, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. How many of you, of us, will be able to say words like this at the end of our lives or at the end of our ministry or whatever that God has called us to do to say that I have fought the good fight? He didn't say the perfect fight because the fight was not perfect, but it was good. I have finished the race. I did not quit. I did not change my mind. I did not step out of it. I have finished the race. And then he says, I have kept the faith. It was not easy, but I've kept the faith. It was challenging, but I've kept the faith. I didn't always feel like it, but I've kept the faith. They were coming against me, but I've kept the faith. I've finished the race. I've fought a good fight. Why do we fight? Because we have an adversary, the devil, who will always oppose us. 
So we keep fighting. The devil is not going to let us have this journey successful. He's not going to let us have this journey as easy as we want, but he will continue throwing in opposition. He will continue putting on a fight. Now, if we do not learn how to fight, we will never make it in this Christian life. We will never make it in, in Christianity, in ministry, if we don't learn how to fight. We, we, we are at war, man, and we continue to fight. We never stop fighting. We stop fighting when we're dead. That's when we stop fighting. Every day we got to fight. Every day you got to fight. Some of you guys had to fight with the weather to come to church. Some of you guys had to fight with feeling lazy and you fought that laziness and you got up and you came to church. Some people did not win the fight. Mr. Juve and Mrs. Pilo defeated them. Even right now, they're still fellowshipping with Pilo and Juve while we are in church. They lost the fight. <laughs> Every day you got to fight the fight to get up and pray. How do you guys know that the devil hates it when you pray? So he will try and use anything to get you to shut up. Don't pray. Watch a movie. <laughs> hey, they took, hey, these days, I'm watching movies these days. Hallelujah. They took me out to go watch Black Panther. Now, this was two. I did not see one. So I did not know what Black Panther is all about. So I ask a lot of questions when I watch a movie. So my softie was getting irritated, like, watch the movie. And I'm like, but I want to understand, you know? So we went to go watch Black Panther on Thursday. Yo, I enjoyed it. You, with those uh, glasses that makes things be here. I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, huh? Can't you? We're busy People are watching nice things out there. The person was here. Just like I could grab them. So, so I had those glasses on. I had those glasses on. So I wanted to see the difference. I kept doing like that. And I said, I said to her, but I think I can still see without this, 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 this glasses. She says, no, but there's certain things you can't see. I'm like, no, me, I can see. And then the next thing, ah, it looks a bit blurry. And I'm like, oh, blurry. Is it my eyes? And I put it. Oh, oh, okay. So now, now I got to learn how these glasses work, you know? So I was watching a movie with glasses on the whole time. But that when I shut the windows of on. I was watching a movie with glasses on. Okay, fine. Maybe you guys do this all the time. I mean, are these things, these things, you know, they're still new to me. You know? Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you with me? How many of you guys saw the movie Black Panther? You're going to see two. I beat you. I beat you, Mom Dollar. I've seen two. I haven't seen one. Now because of two, I want to go see one. You know? I should, eh? But, but the guy is dead now, huh? You know? Praise God. So, how, how, what made me talk about this? Hmm? What is that? What a prayer? Yes, yes. The devil will fight you. He will fight you in your giving. He will fight you in your giving. I was asking where's Dininkosi today. They said he's overcoming. The devil won the fight. He won the fight. I had a little bit of cough, cough. 
uh, me, I'm sleeping. He won. I'm not being harsh. I'm, I'm being for real. I'm being for real. You think every time I came to church is when I was completely healthy? There are times I preached that you sick. You did not even know. Hmm. Hello? We had to fight COVID recently, right? We had to fight COVID. I have to fight Tumelo as well. I have to fight Tumelo who comes to the keyboard and tell me that I'm running out of time. So, did I read the scripture? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I mean, the Apostle Paul, I believe, he went through more for the gospel than you and I. He went through a lot for the gospel. But he said, I finished the race. He said, I've kept the faith. A lot of people are studying ministries and they are quitting when things don't go well. If you start a ministry and you quit, you probably was never supposed to start in the first place. Unless if God raises someone and, and hands it over to that person and he gives you another assignment, that, that is fine. But, but you can't quit. There's a lot of ministries that close. December is coming. Some churches close. How do you close a hospital? Imagine when people are sick and the hospital is closed, where will they go? How do you close a police station? When people commit crime and we want to go report them, where will we report them if the, if the police station is closed? How do you keep a church closed when people are going to hell every day? When people are sick every day? When people need a savior every day? How do you keep a church closed? You can't do that. I read something yesterday on Facebook. It said, um, uh, a church is like a hospital. There's so many sick people, and some are not even responding well to the treatment. <laughs> and I asked my wife, are you responding well to the treatment? <laughs> if you are full of anger, you're not responding well to the treatment. If you are full of unforgiveness, you're not responding well to the treatment. Since i double dose, man, you need more pills. You know, to be loving and forgiving and generous, you know, and, and joyful and, and submissive and committed. Amen? Yeah. So we can't close the church. There's a pastor who once got upset with me saying, I'm stealing his people because December they come to church by me. They were, coming, they were still in playoff. They were coming to church by me and then come January when he... He's fine. He opens the church and they didn't want to go back anymore. I said, I never called them. You can come and take them if you want. They refused. Because he closed the church. As Valila. As Valila. We have never closed the doors. The only time we closed the doors was during COVID. That's the only time we closed the church because we didn't have a choice. But I was told by some that were very, very well informed that Pastor Close, that's irresponsible of you to keep the church open. So I became irresponsible and I kept the church open until our president says, we got to close. And said, so fine, then we went on, online. But there is never a Sunday that has went by without us preaching because of whatever the devil throws at us. Amen? 
There are times when I used to stay in Kempton Park, I did not know, how will I make it to Rolly Port? I did not even have petrol. So the devil was like, church is not going to run, but I still got here. So in the past seven years, this was the first time I took a break for as long as I did this, 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 this time. And it was forced by these this guys. After they forced it, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't want to come back. They wanted me to come back. I'm like, no, I want to extend it. It's very nice. Can't you come down this Can't you come down this All right, let's wrap this up. Amen, family? Apostle Paul told us the secret of completing the race of keeping the faith. He gave us the secret. I want to give you this secret and I'll be done. Can I give you the secret? He gave us the secret. We find it in Philippians chapter 3. What enabled him to continue running? What enabled him to finish the course? What enabled him to keep the faith? How was he able to do it? Philippians chapter 3, from verse 13. He says, brethren, believers, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind me, and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. Verse 14. I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He says, I do not count myself, back to verse 13, I do not consider myself to have apprehended. I don't consider myself to have, to, to have arrived. I don't consider myself to have already achieved. I'm not yet there. However, there is one thing that I do. Apostle Paul says, there's one thing that I do that enables me to keep the faith, to finish the course, and to run the race. He says, I forget those things which are behind me. There's a lot of people that are carrying things that are supposed to be left behind them. Remember, Pastor, Pastor Tabella, when he was preaching about baggage, and he had all sorts of bags here on the pulpit, and, and he was demonstrating how they're making us ineffective in the race that we have to run, how carrying all those burdens and those worries and those past failures and those past hurts are a distraction to the success that God has in front of you. Apostle Paul says, one thing that I do, I forget those things which are behind me. I forget the gossips. I forget the failures. I forget the pains. I forget the betrayals. I forget those that left me. I forget those that walked out. I forget even my successes that I'm... Some of us are being slowed down by the successes of yesterday. We want to hold on to the successes of yesterday. And then we go like, you know, I wish these days were better, were, were the same as the old good days. Forget about the old good days. God has more good days in front of you. He says, I forget those things which are behind me. So we are holding on to things that are behind us. We don't even have the faith for what's in front of us. We are discouraged of trusting God for what's in front of us because we're holding on to what's in the past. We keep comparing the present to the past. 
And the past is crippling us. Even the successes of the past must remain in the past. We only use them as reference. To say, you know, I've killed the lion. I've killed the bear. So who are you? The same way God gave me strength to kill the lion and the bear, I will kill you too. That's what David used past victories for. To encourage himself for what was in front of him. Are you with me? So one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching. You can't reach when you're still holding back. You can't reach when you're still attached to back. He says, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Say this to me. Say there are things for me that are ahead, not behind. The next verse. The next verse, please, quickly. Is this the next verse? Is this verse 14? I want verse 15. He says, I press. Now, now, now. To press means that there is opposition. I get I get to this. He says, I press. I'm looking for who I can use as opposition. Baba Andrew, come. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah, come here. There's opposition, Baba. There are oppositions. There are positions, Baba Andrew, for the 3rd of December. So I want to show you what to do. I want to show you what to do. The Apostle Paul says, Come, 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 come here. The Apostle says, says, says I press. Why am I pressing? Because there's resistance. Huh? There's what? Resistance. So some of us, when there's resistance, oh, 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 how can John? A iPhone? No, 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 no. No. You need to what? He says, I press toward the goal. I press. <laughs> I press toward the goal for what? For the prize. Say there's a prize. He says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. Have you taken the picture? I press. Towards the goal. Take the picture now. now. This man is very hard to press. I press to. <laughs> Are you with me? Hey, my God. This man is very hard to press now. <laughs> my man, if you ever come to a point where you want to do some pressing, we've got, we've got giants in the house. Both Pastor Makhotri, Pastor Linda here. Yeah, you must call them. You can't press this alone. Amen. Thank you, sir. He says, I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God. So we got to press. Is there a promise that God has given you and you have not seen it come to pass? You got to press. Is there something that you know that you got to do? Maybe you are not where you're supposed to be today and you know that you're supposed to be further than you are today. Identify what is holding you back and do what? Impress. Hello? It's like those rugby players when they do their thing and they, and, and, and they collide with the opposition and they keep pressing. They press with all their might, with all their strength, but they press. And the one who presses the hardest is the one that succeeds, that gets the victory. So we got to press through prayer, we got to press through faith, we got to press 
through fasting, we're going to press through right living. There's temptations everywhere. We got to press for holy living. And when we fall, we get back up again and we continue fighting. We don't give up because there's a price for the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Amen, family? Praise God. God is good, amen? Praise God. Let's say this to me. Let's say this together. In fact, I don't want you to just say it. I want to make an altar call quickly to those that say, I want to be faithful in three areas. Let me read something quickly to you. First Samuel 22, 14. Can you put it there? Um, how? 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 Stay down, stay down. Open your Bibles too. I'm joking. <laughs> Praise God. First Samuel 22, verse, verse, verse uh, 14, not 17. Verse 14. It says here, Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who among all your servants is as faithful as David? Is as faithful as David? Is as loyal as David? Who is the king's son-in-law who goes at your bidding and is honorable in your house? So he says here, Who among you among your servants, is as faithful as David. Remember how faithful David was. He was even faithful to the king that wanted to take his life. Remember? King Saul. And in two occasions, he had an opportunity of killing Saul. But he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. He was faithful to the unfaithful. He was faithful to the one that was after his life because he regarded him as the Lord's anointed. He regarded him as the servant of God. And he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. So I want to make an to call to people that say, Father, I commit to be loyal to three areas. Number one, I commit to be loyal to the Lord. Number two, I commit to be loyal to this house, GWCFC. Number three, I commit to be loyal to the leadership that the Lord has placed above me. Not just me, but there's plenty of leaders. There's department heads. There's, 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 there's you, name, you know them. Because God watches how loyal we are to promote us. Amen? So every head bowed, every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and 